0: it's like damn we can't do nothing you got people going over to delaware trying to get you know liquor and all those other stuff because everything was like, shut down it's like all right damn so you got stuff happening in delaware now that usually wouldn't happen because all the food mm. in delaware and it's just like people felt like they was trapped like people felt like kind of like they for lack of a better term they was incarcerated and then they had no, no mm. to go. they couldn't do anything and like people not used to sitting at home with their thoughts like you're not used to sitting in the house which is shit yet yeah. hey,
1: Welcome to Travel Tuesday Happy Hour, where we interview dope people doing dope things from around the world. Today, we have an awesome young man. Tell us who you are and what you do.
0: <clears throat> What's going on, everybody? My name is George, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Um, in the process of moving to New York at the top of the new year. Um, I just graduated with my MBA from St. George University in data analytics. Um, I'm going into an internal consultant role in finance at Verizon in New Jersey. Um, so I'm very excited for that going forward. So. That's awesome. So data analytics, I mean, you probably saw the
1: writing on the wall a long time ago. like Big data is everything, especially in the area you grew up, right? It's like everything's about selling your data, finding ways to make value out of your data. And so what got you really into like doing data analytics?
0: Uh, So I would say my time at Amazon, I used to work for Amazon as a manager and like everything revolves around data. All the decisions is backed by by data. So nothing they do is like, for like the greater good of people is all like numbers and they're the biggest company in the world. So I see there's always positions being created. for data purposes, like data scientists, data analysts. And I seen out the new wave going forward. So I figured why not jump in on there. Um, I, did, I did the same thing in undergrad with supply chain. When I was in school, supply chain became a big thing. And I was like, uh, me transfer from accounting to supply chain because I could see that wave is starting to uh, come up next. So I'm all about following the trend and then hopping on it before it become too popular. So that's why, you know, that's why I just graduated with the MBA in data analytics. That's
1: dope. So what do you ultimately want to do with that?
0: Um. Uh, so thing, I, know, I, know, I know how to cool things now, so I'm good with like Python and SQL and stuff like that. So that's always a skill I could have just in case I want to transition out of this uh, job I'm in. Um, the job I'm in, I'm in now, I didn't expect to get. It was an internship that I applied for and I applied for it's called Business Excellence. So it had like data, finance, so all the other different things. And then I applied for a data intelligence one. I got the Business Excellence one. And that was just the one that led me in finance. But uh, it's opportunities in my company to go from finance to data roles. Um, and my team works with the data team as well. So I can get into that just in case I want to change fields. And it get, it looks good in my resume. So my resume is very diverse um, from like business to cosmetics production and now data. So, you know, in finance, that's so, right? so it makes sense. That's
1: awesome. Yeah, I mean, I I manage a large group of um, black in tech, so I definitely might want I'm gonna reach out to you after this because I know a couple of people that's gonna wanna link up with you, um, primarily around what you do and your ability to tie in the data and the finance piece together. So mm-hmm. that's dope, that's dope. And hopefully, you know, that's something that, <clears throat> We can you can definitely leverage to kind of grow our community because that's the one thing that we don't understand. How is our data being used and how could we use our own data to be able to build self-wealth, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, hey, I'm, I'm always to talk, able to talk to you afterwards to kind of like, I'm just envisioning these great things that you can do, not just for, you know, for the world, but like within our community because, you know, it's one thing to to see people like you doing it and doing it well, you know. We need this kid, these kids, to see it too. You know what I mean? Um, to see that there's more than just basketball and football and 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 sports and and you know and and the the glitzy and glamoury things to do. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. and look, you know, there's there's money out here to be made. So um, that's amazing. That's amazing. And um, so where do you say you're originally from again?
0: Philadelphia, North Philadelphia.
1: Oh, oh yeah. So making it out of North Philly, you ain't get no data science or finance education up in North Philly. Like no how does how did it feel leaving North Philly to go to school and realizing that things were not the same. Things were in, in, what it, what the streets say it out to be.
0: So it was a little it was a little weird for me personally, I was the first the first male graduate in my family. Um so mm-hmm. Me and my cousin—we're the same age. We went to college around at the same time, so we graduated high school. He went to Villanova. I went to Penn State, and you know, being from those environments and going up to a school like Penn State, it like, whoa, it's like whoa—it's like a culture shock. Like it looked great on the on the landscape of things when you start to dive deeper into like um, some of the infrastructure of the buildings, you'll see like old racist undertones. Like you'll see my my ex-girlfriend dad was up there visiting me and he seen like a swasticker on a wall wow. and he got so offended by it rightfully so but i i never i didn't see it until he pointed it out like, but my time at penn state was great though it was like a a breath of, a fresh air from home like i didn't have any like racial controversies up there luckily so me and my group of friends um we had a good time uh, getting away from that Philadelphia lifestyle, having always like, be on guard and making sure you were in the right neighborhoods and not trying to get into no altercations. But to me, it was a good change of pace. It was the perfect distance from home, so I can go home whenever I feel like it um, to see my family. But um, it's all about me laying the foundation that, you know, we can leave Philadelphia to go somewhere. Like, I'm leaving Philadelphia now to go to New York, and it's just like, you know, that's another stepping stone in my family that I'm trying, that I'm breaking. So.
1: Got gotcha. you. So you talk about leaving Philly. Was going to school the first time you actually left Philly for a long period of time, or just leaving Philly in general?
0: Uh, yeah, that was the first time I left Philly for a long period of time, um, other than like a few vacations in there. Um, but um, yeah, um, first time I left Philly. Second time I left Philly, I, I stayed in New Jersey for three months for a job training, and I came right back. And now it's just like the biggest move, like it's like a permanent move. So I'm excited for it. Okay, so you mentioned vacations, like where did
1: travel start for you? Like, was that something triggered by your parents that, you know, because these mean streets of North Philly, we got to get these kids out for the summer. Or was it just just opportunity arising and mom, dukes and pops was like, let's go.
0: So my, my parents' situation is a little unique. My Both my parents are, just, are deceased. So it's kind of oh, like different. So my, yeah, my family, uh, my family's like a village that raised me, like my aunts and my grandma. So both sides of my family is pretty active in my childhood. So I think my first vacation, I was like five years old. I went on the Disney Cruise. I, remember nice. not, I don't remember much about it. I just remember like seeing Mickey, but that was like a Disney Cruise I went on. Um after that it was like a bunch of family unions down Georgia, Augusta, Georgia, um, Florida, stuff like that. Um, and I went on a cruise, I was like fourteen. Um, we went to Haiti and that was like my first time actually experiencing like
1: (laughs) that's where I'm from. That's the that's the home country there. That's the home that's the home country right there. So, you know, tell people how amazing that country is. Look, you ain't gotta say say because I told you to, but Listen, man, it's different.
0: It was a great experience. I think I went to, like, the touristy parts though. You know, the cruise lines, I think it's, like, uh, it was it Lebanese? Labadee. Um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, I think um, it was a good time. I definitely enjoyed it. They had, like, a, they had like food us and everything, like, the native food and all that. It was great. Um, I went to a few other countries. went to, like, Cosima, Mexico, St. Thomas, St. Martin, Uh, I could tell which, I could tell which cruise lines he was on. He was
1: on Royal Caribbean, he was on Carnival, you know what I'm saying? He was on a Disney cruise. Look, we took off, so I, we went, I took a, I took a cruise to Cuba and, um, one of the, uh, while we was, you know, on, in the, in the dock, there was this Disney cruise right next to us and all you hear was kids screaming and hollering and I was like, oh, I'm glad I'm not on that one right there. (laughs) But I'm gonna let you go. Continue.
0: Yeah, yeah, yes. We did that. We uh that was a great time. And my first time traveling as an adult. So during my college career, you know, we talked about college earlier, during my college career, I never did the spring break trips. I never was able to do that. My family never wanted me to go to like Miami with my friends. There was still something was gonna happen because they wasn't around. So like I could travel, but they had to be there, type of thing. They wanted us gotcha, to be gotcha. under, their, under their guidance or whatever. So like mm-hmm. going on the you know, going on the frat trips with the bras and all the other frats and all the AKAs and the Reds. Like What's, was what's the number. bras? What's what's the bras? I don't know what the bras is. what is that? <laughs> so I'm, a, I'm a member I of Omega South Opportunity Incorporated, uh okay. new at Penn State, um fall 13. So yeah, we we like to have fun and you know, our fraternity. So it's kind of uh, road trips and traveling are like a big thing for us. And I, I never had the opportunity, partly because I had my process got a little delayed from back in the day. So my, by the time I got official letters it was my senior year of college and everybody else was just focused on graduating. But um, so after college, like my family took me on a crew, another cruise and we went to some different ports. Um, like San Tropez, um, where else we go? Man, else we go? It was, it was just a lot of different. It was like a Norwegian cruise line, so they they port nice, to different. Nice. It was a good time, I, I definitely, I definitely enjoy like the atmosphere and the scenery. Um, in twenty sixteen, I went on my first cruise without my family. Mm. It was a boys trip. Me and my cousin went on the boys trip, and that was. It was different. It was a lot. The vibe was completely different. It and it was
1: different. Like, you ain't got to worry about the the patriarch and matriarch looking over you. Right. You guys are moving around in unison like, All right, y'all like sharks in the water trying to figure out, yeah, you know, was,
0: where to bait at. You know what I mean? It was like 10 dudes. And we were the only dudes on the ship that was like, we had the whole ship. Like, the girls was following us. Whenever we went, okay. they went. It was just like... It felt like some kind of like Jay Z big pimping video like, <laughs> situation. <laughs> It'd be like that sometimes. It'd be like that. Yeah, I I wasn't prepared for that, but it was it was uh it was definitely a good time. We had I went to Aruba on that one. I went to Aruba, uh Kirkson Kinko's, and Kinkles, uh what else? We went to Saint Thomas again, St. Martin again. Nice.
1: And, I mean people God. be
0: people be sleeping on the cruise lines mm-hmm. like you know,
1: Cruises is a cheat code to get into as many countries in the Caribbean as possible and the Mediterranean. So, um, you know, that kudos to you. So, what does traveling do for you?
0: Um, traveling gives me a new perspective. Um, I like being amongst, like, different cultures. Um, I, I went to, diversity has been big my whole life. So, after I graduated from grade school, I went to a very diverse high school. So, i always been around different cultures. Um, after during when I got to, first got to Penn State, my first friends on campus was an Italian kid, a Russian kid, and an Indian kid, and mm-hmm. I was like, that was our group. And I was like, "All right, cool." Like that was, that was that. And then I started hanging with more Black people, but that was diverse for me. Like they told me some things about myself and their culture I'd never seen before. So being able to experience like these things firsthand. whenever I go to a country, I always talk to people and get their experience on like powerful to live here. Um also how their views on America. And then like for instance I went to so besides cruises I did traveling, I went to um Amsterdam and I went to Bali as well. Um nice. Yeah, that that was that Bali trip was like a spiritual journey for me. It was like uh I went to like the temple, got all the pictures and all that. You get like a like an aura of peace around you. And so and let's
1: talk about let's let's talk about that real quick. Like what hmm. was about Bali that made it feel spiritual?
0: So everybody go to the well, it was like this tourist attraction called the temple. And we go to the temple and like you gotta walk up this mountain. It's like this mountain is high as hell. Walk up this mountain and you're going through all of the different rituals. You gotta take your shoes off for of certain things, you gotta put the shawl. The, uh, the religious garments on to be, you know, to be able to get inside the temple. And it's just like, you just listen, to like the waterfall. And it's so like, so much peace and quiet and everybody just sitting there walking around with their with they family, taking pictures, looking at all the religious symbolisms. And then, you know, be just, it's like a, a peaceful journey for everybody. And then once you leave, we just feel like that's it. And just like, you know, um. Yeah, that that, that was a, a great experience. Plus, in Bali, everything is made fresh. Like the food is all fresh. You know, they make juice from scratch. Like you ask for like pineapple juice, pineapple cranberry juice. They put in cranberries and pineapples in the blender and like adding, like natural sugars to it to make it actual juice. So it's like everything is made from scratch over there. It's like oh wow, this is how we should be living in America. But think, for
1: real. You know, none of that
0: high fructose
1: syrup. Man. <clears throat> And uh, artificial flavoring, right? So, what excites you about traveling? Like, what keeps you going? What, what What's the one thing that you can say um, above all that says, you know, when somebody brings a trip idea to you, you're like, all right, bet, I'm with it.
0: Um, just the the chance to see something new. Like, I'm always like, I draw inspiration from these uh from these places because being in the same environment can cause you to get stagnant. So, like, seeing something different is just like oh, wow, like it give you a brand new idea. It like sparks a creative vibe inside you and it gives you another sense of the world. Like, you see a different side of the world. And like, I know, Amer- I know the world is bigger than just North Philadelphia, bigger than United States. Like, you know, I, I had church planned before COVID that, you know, I, I want to get back but we don't know exactly how long it's going to take to actually, you know, get everything back to normal, but. I just find, like, it it bring me to appreciate what I do have in America. And it also give me an outside perspective of, like, what other people have gone through. And that's what I like about it. And it's, like, a, the scenery is just amazing. Like, I'm, I'm one that, like, like to see different pictures of scenery. I take all the different photos on my phone and, like, random, like, forest areas or, like, waterfalls and stuff like that. Because it's, like, I feel at peace when I'm at, when I'm around those type of things. So... That's,
1: that's amazing. So you mentioned two things. You mentioned feeling at peace and you mentioned perspective. Coming from North Philly where the um, the perception of the Black man isn't that great, right? Um, and not just being the Black man, um, you are always looking over your shoulders, especially depending on the neighborhood you are in in North Philly, you got your head on a swivel. Um, as a Black man traveling the world, now that you've seen places like Bali and different, even different cities, do you feel as though that the Black man's treated the same everywhere? Or do you find it that um, we're treated different? And that's also refreshing as to why Bali was so spiritual for you.
0: <clears throat> I was definitely different in Bali. Um, they made me feel welcome. Um, they they called me uh they actually called me LeBron because I was one of the tallest people <laughs> <in> the, <laughs> around. <laughs> but it was just like everybody was just so friendly and all, you know, out we was amongst like the tourist locations and we was amongst like the, the native public as well. So it was just like regardless of where you went, you felt like you felt comfortable. My the only problem we really had was it was no streetlights, so we didn't know when the when the traffic <laughs> was supposed to stop. So, so <laughs> not, you know, coming from where I come from, you you, you tend to feel safe. You tend to feel safer in different areas because it's not that. So you don't got to worry about the same things, kind You know. Gotcha. And, and then, and you're also not bringing that baggage with you when you travel. Exactly. You know
1: what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's amazing because it sounds like you're not the type of person that brings that trauma brings that you know mental mental captivity of the north philly experience to you wherever you go because you sound like you're you're the type of person that um attracts the energy that you want
0: mm-hmm. you know yeah. what i
1: mean and that's that's dope because i mean that's something that you know we need to repeat that for the people in the back because you know um once you get to leave you know, your borough, your city, your hood, um, it's different, you know what I mean? Um, Not always better different, but it is a different experience that makes you appreciate, one, what you have, and two, appreciate that, like, things aren't always the same, right? Or am I just speaking for you out of turn? Oh, no, no, that's
0: that's definitely correct. Like, you got to be able to separate where you act from where you're going, and people can't tend to do that um, in certain Living certain lifestyles in a certain cities. So, uh, if you go into it with the fact that this is a new environment and nobody's on that type of time, I don't have to be in that type of time either. You won't invite, you know, unwanted drama. So,
1: awesome, awesome. So, so where were you when the world shut down? Right, COVID. <clears> that is something is something that has been brewing for a while. Um, you know, we hear stuff all the way in China, but we don't think that's going to come over here. And I'ma preface this with y'all Philly people didn't think or took or still don't take this thing serious. So <laughs> I'm gonna start with, <laughs> you know, where were you when things shut down? And what were your thoughts? Was it because I was talking to somebody else and they kind of you know brought it to perspective, you know, just before you get to speaking, it's like there's a gravity of which the Philly mindset is. It's like, you know, it shoot, it's one of the murder capitals. And so most people are worried about a bullet before they're worried about a virus. Exactly. And so, not to put it, not to put words in your mouth and nothing like that, but like, tell us where you were when everything shut down and what were your sentiments during that time.
0: Uh, so I was I was home actually. Um, I was planning I was supposed to go to Atlanta uh, two weeks before the world shut down. Uh, My brother was having this bachelor party out there, and we had to cancel it. Um, but. I was home in Philly thinking, all right, they said two weeks shut down. I should be back normally. You know, maybe we can go. But then that two weeks came and then nothing changed. And, you know, everybody stuck in their house. Next, you got everything shutting down. It's like, damn, we can't do nothing. You got people going over to Delaware trying to get, you know, liquor and all those other stuff. Everything was shut down. It's like, all right, damn. So you got stuff happening in Delaware now that usually wouldn't happen because all the food mm. in Delaware and it's just like, people felt like they was trapped, like people felt like kind of like they, for lack of a better term, they was incarcerated and then they had no, no place to go, they couldn't do anything. And like people not used to sitting at home with their thoughts, like you're not used to sitting in the house with just your, your thoughts and being aware of your feelings. And people used to being active and moving around, trying to mask how they really feel and they couldn't do that because the world was shut down. So um, how I took it, well, I was in school at the time, so I was just focusing on class. Um, also trying to like different things, like different cooking recipes and stuff like that to stay afloat. I would go for walks to try to like, for my mental health, like just try to do anything I could to like, keep that sense of normalcy. Um, also different friends that were, you know, coming in and out in the safe <laughs> in my house. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Try to, um try to stay as, as normal as possible while being safe because, like, I got older family members, so, like, they're, they're, like, 60, 70 years old, and right, it was at risk, and you don't want to, you know, be the one that put them at risk because you're being selfish. So, I, I tried, I stayed put the whole time until August. And... So, you mentioned, you
1: mentioned, um, you know, people have struggling to, like, sit with their thoughts. Um, you know, did you get a chance to sit with your thoughts and be introspective, and did you grow from it?
0: Uh Yeah, so I, I sit with my thoughts often. I, I, one thing I try to do is be aware of how I'm feeling and what's going on inside me um, so I can be uh, the best version of myself for myself and other people because um, I, I, I believe in manifestation, so you you, you get back the energy you put out, so I'm trying to make sure that I'm, you know, okay with myself before I deal with other people because I don't want to be negative. You know, sometimes words hurt more than actions, so you don't want to... Uh, say the wrong things to people. So you try to stay, I try to stay mindful of everything. So um, what I learned was, I mean, it's hard. It was just a hard time. My biggest, my biggest concern was just like the whole not being able to get a haircut thing. Like looking like, (laughs) (laughs) it was just just like looking rough. Like it was just like. (laughs) Listen,
1: let me tell you, let me
0: tell you real quick. The first few
1: episodes of this show, season one, all done over IG. I ain't got no filters. I wasn't going to put no filters on. <laughs> I was You know what I mean? Um, but I, I I, persevered through, and you know what? The content was more important than what I looked like. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I
0: definitely understand what you're talking about. Yeah, it was just... That was the reference aspect for me. It's just like, damn, I can't... I can't even get a haircut. I could talk to people on the phone and ask for normalcy. I can go walk, take a walk or something, like order food and do all this other stuff. But I... I can't just look like myself for that was just the biggest part for me. So now, so now, you know, I'm going to go back to what I,
1: the statement I was saying earlier before you were able to kind of like um expound on your experience. Philly, what's the deal, bro? Like Philly was one of those cities that was like Philly is Philly was worse than Florida before Florida became as bad as it is today. And so, what was it and I know you mentioned it, it's it's really a mindset of People in Philly, you know, people look at Philly and New York are two different things, right? But if you look at it, everybody's on a grind. Everybody's moving. You know what? and stopping people stops their hustle. So, you know, was that really it, or was it just like, you know, the masses was just tired of everything that everything else going around? And this is just one more thing
0: so i I, I do believe we're like so we had like a wild summer. We're, on top of the pandemic with all the social injustice stuff. And like, Philly, it's always an a, a aggressive in general. Like, it's always some kind of aggression, regardless of who's involved. It's like, a, you have to be on edge to feel safe in Philadelphia. And like, you said, you mentioned opportunity aspect of it. So like, New York is bigger and the just they get they got more opportunities and more people can shine and get their money and do all the other stuff and philly them opportunities are kind of limited even though it's a big city the opportunities that new york City is very limited than opportunities that philly see so people need to say they try to take advantage or try to like try to get take somebody else's spot and it causes causes beef like i never thought in the pandemic we'll have the highest murder rate out of any city in the country right now like Jeez. like I mean, initially in alone we had 11 shootings in one night and i was like what the hell like it was nobody because I mean, yeah. the stats at one point show philly chicago new orleans
1: um and a couple other cities were like top five murder capitals in the world i mean of the of this nation you know what i mean mm-hmm. um if not the world you know what i mean um mass incarceration is increased um i mean there's a lot going on i mean, actually, Camden um was in there at one point as well. So um you know it's 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 interesting cuz you would you would think that a city like this would kind of come together and try to figure out ways to make it work. Um but it sounds like the the loss of opportunity created more of a dog eat dog environment which led to an increase which I mean of course you know um employment goes down crime goes up but yeah. you know outside looking in this is the city of brotherly love right um but how brotherly is the city when things when things hit the fan um so so yeah i mean i appreciate that perspective because i mean um you know you have some cities that you know decided hey you know what let's let's collaboratively follow mask ordinance right let's collaboratively, collaboratively you know find ways to support the community um but, you know, when there aren't that many resources to start with, um, collaboration, I guess, is the last thing to 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 think about because everybody's got to eat. Exactly. You know, like you said, as big as New York is, some industries never shut down. Delivery services, food. Um, and I mean, and you think about it, as big as Philly is, everybody can't afford to stay open or maintain COVID-19 guidelines to be able to stay open and continue to make money. Mm-hmm. Um we all know about when money's not coming in, what that leads to, that leads to, you know, coping with your feelings and coping what was going on through substance abuse. You know what I mean? And so that probably was at an all time high in years. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel for the people of the city of Philadelphia and cities around and around the world that, you know, steal and suffer with that at, on a regular basis. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, so, like all, all the looting was just like uh just,
1: oh that was I mean, you know, that was you know senseless, especially in the black communities. You know yeah, what I mean? Was crazy, Philly was Philly was reckless. It was I know um election night, they they boarded up everything. Um for all the um um uh whatchamacallit announcements of uh whatever the, the juries were gonna go over this past summer, that was just like, what I didn't understand is, um, you know, my mom lives in West Philly, um, we're there all the time. You know, Philly is a food desert for the most part. And, you know, to go and take down the supermarkets in a food desert, where where does that make sense? You know what I mean? And in right. your own community. And in, 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 like, I don't understand if it was like a Whole Foods, and I mean, I'm not saying anybody go do this, But I'm not saying if it's a Whole Foods, but, you know, Mr. Brown, he put a shop right in every hood. You know what I mean? Granted, it is a white man. But Brown's shop rights are employing Black, supporting Black, catering to Black. And those were ravaged the most because they were in Black communities and they felt like we need to do something. But why do it in your own home? You know what I'm saying? Like. So I think that was something also big about Philly. And, and like I said, a lot of cities around the nation where frustrations were so high that I think um, common sense and decency kind of went out the window. You know what I mean? So um, I, I want to shift things back over to to COVID really. And how are you able to adjust to the new normal? Like what does your new normal look like?
0: Um Prior to this this PA shutdown, I was hitting the gym with a mask, of course. It's just everything was just like kind of back to normal before this new shutdown we got in place now. Uh, just we got to wear a mask everywhere. Um, I was never really big on like large gatherings anyway, so I, I that really didn't bother me. But I like going out to eat. So like going out to eat was like once that came back, I was like, All right, I'll wear a mask, set a table, take it off to eat. That's no problem. Um, but gotcha. my 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 normal now, I mean everything closed, so I'm actually probably gonna head over to Jersey later tonight and go out. <laughs> but that's you know, I'm trying to keep some kind of normalcy as I head into the new year because like like I said, this, this mental health thing is uh it's very important, bro. But gotcha, gotcha. So um
1: let's let's move on back to a little bit of travel information, right? So like with you, you mentioned earlier that you had some trips that you had planned. Mm-hmm. Um, does, I mean, this is the obvious, but, you know, are you second guessing how you move moving forward um, as far as travel wise? And um, with that said, like, what are some things that you would tell somebody that's looking into traveling, um, domestic or international, to kind of get them started and kind of get them on the right path?
0: Uh, so how how I plan on moving moving forward? Um, of course, you got mask up, and that's always that's the the rules now. But uh, my thing is the airlines. Some airlines got the middle seat. They open up the middle seat again. and I, was, I just can't. I can't rock with that. I need to be able to sit by next to nobody, like just me that's it. So that's something I'll, I'll look into. Um, also, my trips recently has been like more local. I went to Ocean City. This past summer with my family, um, and I went to DC for a weekend. Other than that, I've been keeping it local for international purposes. I was supposed to go to the Bahamas for New Year's, but I canceled that. Um okay. yeah, I canceled that. Because of my move, I, I needed more time. But um what I would suggest to people just, you know, be be safe, please, you know, social distance. Also from a money standpoint, I mean I know everybody like unemployment's at an all time high and Nobody really has the extra funds, but if you plan on traveling, you can plan on fund you could plan on funding it by saving some money. Like whatever income you get, you could put like ten percent towards a travel fund to make sure that you have the appropriate funds. So um you know, just, just be smart, be safe, mask up and follow the social distancing guidelines and go from there. I know everybody's going to Mexico. I don't know how big they, they I don't know how high their COVID number spiked up, but um I I would try to avoid those popular areas that that was popular all summer. Like I know my, my sister, she's about to go to uh she okay. went she went to um Dubai. That was her, mm. her yeah, big stepper. I don't know. So but she went to Dubai uh for our honeymoon. Um and she said it was pretty it was pretty open over there. Everything was back to normal, we just had to wear masks. So okay. I would try to go for the less populated areas, and that's my suggestions.
1: Okay, awesome, awesome. So, what do you guys, what do you have coming up that you might want people to follow, or you know, what's next for you?
0: <clears throat> um, actually, so, you know, so I am moving uh, next week uh, to New York. I have a friend out there; she's trying to get me involved in some uh, some beard model stuff. So, I think that's that's next on the journey.
1: I mean, you got the beer game going on, so I mean,
0: She's it might work. Me. You know what I mean? She trying to get me involved in that, um, so we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, also, like focusing on my career, working on my health. I got I'm getting a personal trainer out there um, in New York to help me with like boxing and everything. So, um, yeah, that's that's pretty much what I got on the the, the docket for me. Like, and I uh, also okay. I'm planning some trips as well. I just got to figure out where I want to go. Um,
1: all right. Well, I got some ideas for you. Let's link up. Okay. Um, so tell us where, where we
0: can find you and you know, what's your social handles. Okay. Uh, so my IG um, underscore uh, just George one and Twitter underscore just George also on clubhouse underscore just George one as well. That's where you can find me at.
1: All right. Awesome. Awesome. Well, look, brother, I appreciate you for hopping on and really being open to sharing your story. Um, you know hopefully we can get you back on in later seasons to kind of get an update to see how life's been moving post COVID you know what I mean yes sir